Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 14 and John 14. In Proverbs 14, there are a series of wise sayings, uh, very similar to the format in the preceding chapters, where each line can stand alone, uh, divided by a comma or a semicolon, and you'll find that uh, the first half of each each verse uh, works very in a very complementary fashion to the second half of the verse, uh, but it also stands by itself. Both the first and the second portion of each verse stand by themselves. For example, in the first verse it reads, The wise woman builds her house, comma, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. Thus you can see that both sides of this verse stand alone. The next verse says, Those who walk uprightly fear the Lord, comma, but one who is devious in conduct despises him. And so we're going to go through this process, and then at the end of Proverbs 14, we will look at the Gospel of John, chapter 14, where Jesus delineates uh, in a very clear fashion to the disciples how he is the way to God the Father. So let us begin now with Proverbs 14. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. Those who walk uprightly fear the Lord, but one who is devious in conduct despises him. The talk of fools is a rod for their backs, but the lips of the wise preserve them. Where there are no oxen, there is no grain. Abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes out lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom in vain, but knowledge is easy for one who understands. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not find words of knowledge. It is the wisdom of the clever to understand where they go, but the folly of fools misleads. Fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy God's favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and no stranger shares its joy. The house of the wicked is destroyed, but the tent of the upright flourishes. There is a way that seems right to a person but its end is the way to death. Even in laughter, the heart is sad, and the end of joy is grief. The perverse get what their ways deserve, and the good what their deeds deserve. The simple believe everything, but the clever consider their steps. The wise are cautious and turn away from evil, but the fool throws off restraint and is careless. One who is quick-tempered acts foolishly, and the schemer is hated. The simple are adorned with folly, but the clever are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow down before the good, the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor are disliked even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. Those who despise their neighbors are sinners, but happier those who are kind to the poor. Do they not err that plan evil? 
Those who plan good find loyalty and faithfulness. In all toil there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their wisdom, but folly is the garland of fools. A truthful witness saves lives, but one who utters lies is a betrayer. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and one's children will have a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, so that one may avoid the snares of death. The glory of a king is a multitude of people. Without people, a prince is ruined. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but one who has a hasty temper exalts folly. A tranquil mind gives life to the flesh, but passion makes the bones rot. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but those who are kind to the needy honor him. The wicked are overthrown by their evil doing, but the righteous find a refuge in their integrity. Wisdom is at home in the mind of one who has understanding, but it is not known in the heart of fools. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. A servant who deals wisely has the king's favor, but his wrath falls on one who acts shamefully. Now we move to John chapter 14, Jesus, the way to the Father. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do, not, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. 
you know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this, before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me. But I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us be on our way. I'd like to share with you a few questions for reflection on both Proverbs 14 and John 14. Number one, what messages or understanding do you glean from Proverbs 14? Number two, which of these Proverbs speak most clearly to you? Are there any of these Proverbs that you find difficult or confusing? And then in John 14, what are your overall thoughts? After reading John 14, can you understand why the disciples kept asking Jesus to better comprehend what he was teaching them? After reading John 14, do you have a clear understanding of the relationship between Jesus and God the Father? In John 14, Jesus introduces the concept of the Holy Spirit. Do you find that the explanation in John 14 gives you a greater understanding of the Holy Spirit. And if not, why? And then lastly, in John 14, Jesus speaks of the ability of those who believe in him to do greater works than the things that they have seen him do. Why do you think this is? I'd like to invite you to pray with me in a brief little prayer. 
Lord Jesus, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. I thank you for showing us the way to God the Father. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Bless me this day with your favor and with your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, this is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, which is located in the heart of Detroit and at the very tip-top of the Medical Center in Detroit. Our street address is 600 East Warren Avenue. You're certainly welcome to stop by. We worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 in the morning and on Wednesdays at noon. Until tomorrow, when we will be looking at Proverbs 15 and John 15, God bless.